It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. Welcome to the first UFC betting show. We will be trying to do this every week. There's a UFC card on, so... Yeah, hopefully can be pretty consistent with this and, uh, yeah, give you guys a little bit of a show before the before the weekend's card. So normally the cards will be on Sunday morning for Australians. So try and work that out if you're watching from somewhere else in the world. So, yeah, I'll be going through about six or seven fights today. Unfortunately, the weekend's card, which is the first card of 2022, has been heavily affected by COVID, probably the most affected cards so far due to COVID in the past two years. So um, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of cancelled fights and a lot of rearranged fights. So different opponents and stuff coming in at late at late notice. So um, yeah, unfortunately, I can't give you insight into all the fights, but I'll just give you the ones that I know are definitely on and aren't in doubt um and yeah hopefully give you guys some bets but i will be a little bit um a little bit coy on some of the stuff just because i don't want to uh yeah be unfair to the people who pay for a subscription and um and get all the bets there so i'll only give one or two bets out today but i'll be giving insight into all the fights so you guys can make your own mind up from there um all the odds will be with top sport so i will get them up soon but first kick things off uh these are in no particular order really it's pretty hard to know the order at the moment because the uh, a lot of these fights might not even happen so it's to be a pretty random order but the first one i was going to go through is jamie pickett and um and joseph holmes anytime you guys have any questions or anything like that please please send them through and i'll and i'll and i'll try and get to them uh so yeah first one here is jamie pickett and joseph holmes i think this is quite a quite an interesting interesting fight because you've got joseph holmes who's it's his first ever fight in the ufc he's he was on the contender series i believe only recently um and he didn't get a contract from the from the contender series but then went on to fight uh patty about a month later uh, and got a contract straight away and that was on looking for a fight interestingly enough and i thought in his in his in the two fights that i've seen against barnes and Diggs, I, and he's actually fought three times in the last four or five no yeah he's fought three times in between august and november so he's been very very active um i thought he looked okay against Barnes and Diggs. I didn't really, I didn't think either of those opponents, especially Diggs, I didn't really rate them too much. And I wasn't too impressed with his stand-up. I thought he was, he still looked a little bit uncomfortable, still trying to use his reach that he'll have an advantage there over most people. But I but I thought in the Patty fight, like, he, he looked a lot better, which was a bit interesting, which was, you know, it was quite surprising actually because it was only one month later that he was looking a lot better. So um, 
I was really impressed with his stand-up there. So looking at that fight, how much do you take away from that fight versus the other two fights before that in the last couple of months? It's hard to tell. But overall, his striking looked a lot better against Paddy. Uh, his wrestling's okay. His ground game looks okay. I wouldn't say he's, like, excellent in any area. But, I mean, neither is Jamie Pickett. And this is where it kind of gets a bit interesting in terms of the betting because I just think Pickett is one of the most disappointing fighters I've uh, I've ever I've ever had to watch because he just he has all the physical attributes to be an in, an incredible middleweight. He's got he's got a ridiculous reach. He's tall, athletic. He he has everything. Uh, in his back pocket to, to become a, an excellent, excellent fighter. Um, but he's, he's just, I think it's, most of it is just mental for him. I, I, he just he just doesn't pull the trigger in a lot of cases. He looks so unsure of himself. I mean, he spent that last fight against Staropoli up against the cage for such a long time, just being leaned on by Staropoli. And he won a decision there. It was like, I felt like that fight really could have gone either way. Um, he just doesn't impress me at all. So, I mean, if you if you were going to make me have a bet, I'll just get the odds up here. Uh, if you were going to make me have a bet, I'd probably be leaning more towards Pickett at 218 there. Um, but I just, I can't. I just couldn't. I just I couldn't be putting my money on Pickett just because. I just think he's. Um, yeah, I just I just think he's such a disappointing. You just don't know where he's at mentally. Like, <laughs> if he shows up mentally, believes in himself, you know, he's going to take it to a younger fighter, more inexperienced fighter. Um, then you know, Jamie Pickett, on on the basis that he comes into his best, then two eighteen is a great bet. But I don't reckon he's ever ever performed to his potential so yeah Holmes debut he's probably going to want it more but he's you know he's on debut he's you know he's still very green in a lot of areas so for me it's a very tricky fight looking at some of the the prop markets um if I was going to back pick it maybe be leaning more towards the decision because he's never really had that killer instinct um if you're gonna back um if you're gonna back joseph i'd more so be leaning towards ko or deck just because i can't really see he's got a lot of subs on his record but i can't see him being able to maybe take picket down and, and work for a sub from there i think he's more likely to get a knockout than a sub so i mean there's some things you guys can can think about but um i think it's best to move on because this uh yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a bit of a strange fight and a hard one to call because you've got a rookie up against a guy who's never really fulfilled his potential. Uh, Dakota Bush versus Vyacheslav Borishev. I have probably botched that second name up massively, so I'll just call him Slav. Um, this is a very, very exciting fight. I love this uh, Slav fella. He's great. He's uh, his, his striking is so aggressive, um, so technical, so smooth, sharp, all of the above. He, he's probably one of the best 
strikers in the lightweight division. Um, all of his fights are just so exciting. Um, and he's just, he's, he's one of those guys that, you know, if you stand on the feet with him for too long, <clears throat> you're inevitably going to be finished or, you know, maybe he's going to get himself knocked out too just from being too aggressive. Um, but overall, against Dakota Bush, I mean, Dakota's decent on the feet. He's pretty unorthodox. He's quite aggressive himself. He's quite explosive and powerful, but he is a bit wild at times. He, he can be open to being hit, but he is very unpredictable. So take with that what you will, but against a guy like Slav, who's got over 300, kicks in, uh, 300 kickboxing fights, um, it's hard to see how it doesn't end up with, um, with Slav ending it on the feet or at least just domin dominating him on the feet. Um, so I assume Bush will just try and work for a takedown here. And I think maybe early on his wrestling might be successful, but Slav's no slouch in those areas. I think he'll make him work for everything. Um, and, yeah, maybe Bush might be able to get him down early. Maybe, you know, maybe he might be able to keep him there for a while. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't back that really. Um, but I think inevitably it's just going to end up on the feet for most of the fight. And as long as it's on the feet, it's a big, big danger for um, for Bush. So, unfortunately, Top Sport haven't released any of the um, any other prop markets other than the money line here. Uh, I do think uh, the the odds at the moment you've got one fifty two for Borshev. I, I think that'll actually shorten a little bit more. I think he might close it around 140, 145, something like that. Um, so I think there's a little bit of value there. But, yeah, maybe be looking out for the KO line when that comes out for for Borshev. Um, I think overall it's his most likely way he's going to win the fight. So see how that pans out. Uh, next one. Court McGee and Ramiz Brahimaj. Uh, interesting fight, this one. I think um, I think on the feet it'll be quite even. Ramiz has, is more dangerous in terms of he's probably got a bit more power, um, maybe a little less versatile. We haven't seen all too much of him on the feet except for that fight against Griffin where he got pieced up a little bit towards the end of the fight. But in that first round against Griffin, he kind of hung in there um landed a few good combos here and there nothing nothing significant though that's going to blow your hair back so i do think you know against court mcgee it's going to be pretty even on the feet um but but griffin sorry uh remiss's fight against griffin was actually well over a year ago now um or maybe it was just a year ago so i'm sure at his age he's made some improvements in the striking department um so I'm kind of looking at this as I would give I would make Ramiz favorite if he has made improvements. Always hard to tell, but you would assume someone at that age has made some decent improvements. Um, you know, in the last twelve months. And if he has, then he's definitely worthy of being favorite. And he's also just more dangerous in general. He's more chance of of getting a of getting a finish. Um McGee he might try and wrestle, but 
I, I don't I don't see like a huge advantage there for Court. Maybe later in the fight, if uh, if Ramiz's gas tank doesn't doesn't hold up very well. Um, what else have I got on this one? Um, and yeah, if it does go to the ground, that's the thing. Uh, Ramiz has looked pretty sharp on the ground, so I'm not even sure McGee will want to go there. I mean, McGee versus Condit. <laughs> McGee just stood on the feet with Condit, who's a you know obviously not the striker he used to be, but still a lot better than McGee on the feet, and he was pretty comfortable with standing on the feet there. So um, I think yeah, I think this mostly just plays out on the feet. Um, as I said, maybe Brian March the slightest of faves is basically a pick him. Um, but because because McGee doesn't really have any, I don't, I don't know, the last time McGee got a finish, he's um, he's never really been much of a finisher. Uh, let's not look that up. It might take me a bit of time. But um, I'll get the odds up here. The props are up for this one. But um, I would say um, the bet I like here, and I'm happy to give this one away for people, is Court McGee via decision at 280. I just think I've got this price basically as a pick em. So at worst, McGee's maybe values around 2.05. And to get him at decision at 280, I think, is a good a, a, a big enough jump up for me to take him on at that price just because I don't think he's going to submit Ramiz. The only way I can see him getting a finish is if Ramiz gasses, like crazy gasses. And I don't really see big problems for Brahimage in that area. So I'd be very surprised if it got to that point where he gassed and McGee kind of took over. So he doesn't have really any KO power. Doubt he submits Brian March, who's very skilled on the ground. So if I'm going to back McGee, 280 looks great to me. I'd uh, I'd be happy to take that. Although I'd probably have a price somewhere around 250. So I think that's that's a bet I'm happy to give out for everyone here. Um, this is an interesting one too. Decision no bet. Um, I've only just seen the odds, so I might want to have a bigger think about this one. But if you did want to get with Ramiz. I think this might be the way, uh, 175 decision no bet, just because I think if um, I think he's just got a much better chance of finishing the fight than McGee does. So if it goes to a decision, you get your money back basically. So I think 175, I think that's pretty decent. That might be decent value there. I probably want to have a deeper think about that before I completely recommend it, but I would. I'd mostly just, like if I had to give you one bet, I would go with McGee by decision. Um, all right, next fight. Bill Algio versus Joe Anderson Brito. Now I don't even know if this fight's going ahead, so I'll keep it really brief because Brito may have COVID. Um, Brito's pretty crazy, very aggressive. Um, with his striking um, and, you know, obviously very open to be hit. But, um, yeah, Algio is kind of another one similar to, not similar to Pickett, but just hasn't really impressed me all that much in his UFC career so far. 
Um, I'll just get up some of my notes on um, on Bill Algio. He's got that kind of karate style. Uses his reach pretty well. Hasn't got much power. He's kind of like a, a very poor man Stephen Thompson is what I would say. Like he's he's got a lot of work to do in the stand-up, but, I mean, it's probably his best part of his game. He's been taken down by everyone he's fought. I only thought he beat uh, Spike Carlisle just because Carlisle gassed and, um, and I mean, Carlisle, yeah, I, I, just, I just don't really rate Algio all that much. I think he's, uh, I think if he loses this fight, he might be on the cusp of being cut from the UFC. Um, yeah, he looks okay on the ground. He got stuck on his back a lot uh, for periods of the fight. Um, oh, sorry, he didn't get stuck on his back for too long against Ramos. Um, his cardio is okay. Um, but then you go to Joe Anderson, and he's just ultra-aggressive, isn't he? Wild, explosive, powerful. Um, I think how this will play out is Joe Anderson will be able to get him to the ground early in the fight, and it's just how much, how much is... Is Aljo going to make him work from down there? If he just lets him sit on top, I think he'll either get finished down there or, you know, he'll just grind out a decision where he takes him down and, and um, yeah, and either beats him up or just lays him praise. But um, I do have I do have Brito as the, as the favourite in this one. I think the odds are just about right at the moment. Um, I think Aljo really just has to... He has to hope that he can make Brito work enough, so that Al, so that um, so that he gasses, um, you know, make him expend his energy early, try and miss his big shots, and uh, hopefully Brito gets tired. Uh, bets for this one. As I said, I think the money line's just about right. Decision no bet's an interesting one because I do think Brito has a, a a decent chance of getting this done. The only reason Algio I think is that low is because he might finish Brito late if it goes that long, just because Brito could gas. So, um, so yeah, I'll go easy on that one. Uh, just looking at some of these other markets now. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Maybe Brito to get the finish, KOS sub is okay, but there's nothing really here that stands out. So I think I'll, I won't recommend anything here. Brandon Royval versus Rogerio Bonteron. I think this is probably, if not the best fight on the card, the second best fight on the card. Royval is just, you know, he's must-see TV. He's just, if, if you've never watched the UFC fight before, you don't watch too much, make sure you tune in for him. He is a, uh, he's a superb watch. He's just all action. I think on the feet, he'll be too much for Bontarin, especially later in the fight. I think there's a big difference in their, um, in the cardio levels between this fight. I think Royville can keep a pace that Bontarin will not be able to handle past two rounds, maybe even one and a half rounds. Um, but on the feet, Bonsarin does, he probably has a power advantage. And I think, um, you know, Royville lets 
he's always open to be hit very hard he's kind of very hard and very easy at the same time just because he's so unorthodox you can't really get a read on him but at the same time he's so open that you know you probably can learn something um the thing i don't i mean i'm sure bonteran will throw some big punches but if i was bonteran i'd be just trying to get him down as soon as possible because royville has shown that he can be susceptible to submissions so i think bonteran will be trying to get this to the ground and i think he has an advantage there um royville you know he'll always be making him work so i think bonteran's open for a submission in the first round or two um but past that i can i just see bonteran gassing out and royville finishing him maybe late in the fight i mean royville can really finish him at any point in the fight um so yeah for me you know royville inside the distance is one way to look at it bonteran inside the distance is another way to look at it um which kind of leads to whether it goes the distance or not and i haven't actually looked at this market at top sport yeah so no for the fight to go the distance at 146 um yeah might just be a bit short for that but i think um if we're looking at some of the double chance markets bonter on via ko or sub don't think that's too bad um roy val sub or uh, ko or sub at 209 maybe just a little bit short for me decision no bet I think this is an interesting one because I think Bonteran can get a finish early. So 266, you know, that's it's not the worst, but I, it's, it's another one of those where, isn't it, you know, if it goes, it, it's hard to see this fight going to a decision because Royville's so mad. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess what I'd be looking at here is I think Royville KO is not too bad. Nothing that screams out to me really um the i think the one i like the most is rodrigo bonteran by sub and i think his only real chance of getting a sub might be early on when he's when he's fresh so you can also then start to look at um uh where are we yeah so bonteran via round one sub at 12. those kind of ones I, I, I like a bit um so yeah hopefully I think I think Bonter and Sub just overall is, is probably the best play on this one. So I'm happy to recommend that. I'd take that at sixes. You might be able to get better elsewhere. But yeah. That's a bet I'm happy to take. Um Chukag and Maya, not very exciting this one, just because it's the second time they fought. And I kind of think it might just go the exact same way. Uh with Chukagan picking her apart from distance with her reach. And out pointing her on the feet i haven't seen enough improvement in my striking to see anything different from maya in terms of being able to trouble chukagan on the fight she just has to try and grapple her and see what she can do um but even if she gets caitlin to the ground i mean she's pretty slick from her back too and and, and i think she'll just find a way to get back up so yeah it's it's not a very exciting fight this one i do think um I'm not sure if, yeah, Chukagan at 1.48. Ah, there might be the slightest bit of value there. I'm just trying to look at, yeah, maybe not actually. But you, sh I mean, you should be able to get better elsewhere. 
than 148. I do think she'll close it, maybe even shorter than 148. Um, but yeah, I kind of just see it going the exact same way as the first fight. It's really not an exciting encounter for me. Um, and lastly, the main event. Let me have a drink before I get into that one. Isaac McKay says, is this even a real live? Yes, I'm very live, mate. I don't know what that means. I'm sorry, Isaac. Um, okay, please elaborate. Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikadze. You would think this would most likely stay on the feet for the whole fight. Uh, neither is really known for their wrestling or grappling. Um, Giga... Obviously, a lot more explosive. Um, you would think he has the bigger chance of finishing the, ending the fight in the early rounds. Um, but as the fight goes on, he does. I, I noticed in that Barboza fight, just as we got into, I, I think from memory, I might, um, I might have even scored Barboza for that second round, or at least it was a lot closer than the first round. And, and I think it's mostly just because Giga seemed to lose his explosiveness as the fight went on, which makes his uh, kicking game a lot less effective. So I think the later this fight goes, the more Cater has a has, he has a much better chance. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of just it's kind of like a boxing versus kick kicking fight or kickboxing fight, whatever you want to call it um it's a, it'll be a very fun fight um but yeah i think giga has a, a better chance of getting it done in the early rounds um and yeah as the fight goes on qatar Kata, sorry has a um has a much better chance if i'm Kata, i guess the way i'm approaching this is i'm trying to tire giga out as much as possible especially earlier in the fight and you want to limit those opportunities where Giga's at range and just blasting body kicks, head kicks, every kick under the sun. So I'd be doing my best if I was Kata to push him up against the fence, look to work a takedown, maybe just, you know, just push him up against the fence basically and, and try and make this not too ugly, but you know what I mean, just really wear on his gas tank and, and make sure that, you know, even if you're not winning the round, Gig is getting tired um, and he you limit the amount of opportunities that that he's going to have to explode on you with those kicks. Um, and I think once it gets into the third round, I, th I think I, th I think this is where Cater could, could potentially come into his own. I mean, we saw in that Max fight that he's a tough, he's a tough man. So he's got a good, he's got a decent gas tank. And I think the later this fight goes, especially those later rounds, I can see Kata giving Chikadze a bit more trouble. I mean, considering Barboza did give Chikadze a lot more trouble in the second round, I mean, I would say Kata's a better fighter. So I don't see why he couldn't do it, if not better. So, um, yeah, key for Kata is getting through that first and second round. And, um, and wearing on him as much as possible and then implement his, his slick boxing. Um, and I think this could be a really, really interesting fight. 
I don't think it's as one-sided as the odds suggest at the moment. They've got Giga as low as 1.43 on top sport. I would not be taking that. I'd be leaning more towards Cater at 2.87 there. I think he's definitely the value side at the moment. Um, I guess <laughs> I think the reason why the odds are this far apart is just because of um, Cater's last fight against Holloway and the fact that he just took an absolute beating. But if you just sit back and, and really break down everything that happened in that fight, when it was, who it was against, it's against arguably the best featherweight in the world, you know, Falkonovsky and Holloway are like 1A and 1B of the featherweight division. Holloway, I assume, is probably in the top pound-for-pound pound rankings. So he took a beating off, you know, one of the best strikers in the world. And um, and that was a year ago. So it's not like he's fighting a couple of months after taking a beating or six months. He's had a full year to recover. Yes, I'm sure it took a lot out of him, that one fight. But it's not like Cater's had a crazy career where he's been smashed up in or had wars in, in all of his fights. So I do think everyone's overreacting to that a little bit. Um, yeah, mate, I mean, Cater, I think, will feel the effects of that fight later down the line. I don't think, I think the only thing I might have on him is, is you know, is mentally. Um, but 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 Chikadze is no Max Holloway. Holloway is not going to be able to apply the exact same pressure, output, et cetera, et cetera. Completely different fighter. He's a lot more chance of getting a Kata finish, even though Kata has a great chin. But um, it's, this is a completely different fight, and I don't think the odds are respecting Kata enough at the moment. But anyway, that um, that wraps it all up. That was the main event there. Hope you guys enjoyed this first UFC betting live show. Um, yeah, leave any comments. Uh, any questions, I can get to them at some point. Anyone interested in signing up to my service on MMA Punt School, just head over to the Punt School website or you can just go to the Twitter page uh, at AlexVella underscore and you'll you'll find the links all in my bio and I've got a website too. So you can see all the results on my website. Um, and yeah, but I'll see you guys next week for the big one, the heavyweight title fight card uh, between Nganu and Ngan, which will be a cracker. But thank you very much, guys. Enjoy that, and see you guys soon.